I first learned of Baba Fakir Chand in the fall of 1997 when I was looking through the card catalogs at the UCLA Research Library for my genealogical work on the Radhaswami tradition. I found an obscure book by Seth Akul Singh entitled World Religious Conference, Delhi 1957, listed under the unclassified section. After tracing the book, I noticed it contained two striking pictures. The first was of Pratap Singh, the then current Satguru of the Namdari Six, and the second one was of Fakir Chand. I immediately surmised that this Fakir must be the same one mentioned in Agam Prasad Mathur's Radhaswami Faith, a historical study that I had read earlier. I subsequently wrote to the sage, wondering if he was still alive. The only address I had was Manavta Mandir, Hoshiarpur, North India. To my joyful surprise, in less than four weeks, I received a letter from Fakir Chand, along with three books, including one entitled Light on the Anand Yag, written by his guru, Shiv Brat Lal Barman. Seven months of continuous correspondence followed. Finally, I asked Fakir if I could visit him when I came to India in the summer of 1978 as a research assistant to Professor Mark Jurgensmeyer, University of California, Berkeley, who had received a grant to study the Radhaswami tradition. My job included visiting the various Gadi Nasheens, spiritual heads, in the different Sangats. Fakir kindly agreed to my request, enabling me to come direct from Delhi when I arrived in India. I still vividly remember my first trip to Hoshiarpur. I stood in the crowded Delhi train station, trying to figure out how I could secure passage on the train when an Indian gentleman behind me asked me about my travel plans. I hesitated, thinking that he would know nothing about Fakir or the B-Man Temple. I was wrong. When I mentioned the saint and my destination, his face lit up and he said excitedly, My grandmother is a great devotee of Fakir's. In fact, the guru will attend my sister's wedding in a few days. I will cancel my earlier train ride so I can go with you and guide your way. Although I never did meet the mysterious gentleman again, he did help me arrange my passage and told me something of the interesting city of Hoshiarpur, which is near the foothills of the Himalayas. After an eight-hour train ride through the night to Hoshiarpur, I took a bicycle rickshaw from the train station to Manavta Mandir. The scent of the morning air and the lingering dawn light through the clouds had a strange impact on me. I felt as if I had entered a forgotten homeland. An odd sense of deja vu affected me. I spotted a photograph of Fakir Chand inside the entranceway that immediately caught my eye. Why does he look so familiar to me? I pondered to myself. Then, at the moment of my arrival, an old devotee of Fakir's enthusiastically greeted me, saying, We have been expecting you. You have come on a most auspicious occasion, Guru Pumima Day. I was immediately surrounded by a number of Indians, who were quite eager for me to have the darshan of Fakir, who was then in deep samadhi. At first glance, Fakir Chand did indeed seem completely unconscious of this world. But when I bowed in front of him, he rose up, fully awake, and hit me on the back strongly with his hand, giving me an affectionate welcome. Fakir's B-Man temple was unique. Instead of just pictures of gurus who belonged to Fakir's direct lineage, there were photographs of masters from almost all of the Radhaswami lineages, including a huge color portrait of Sawan Singh, the late Gadi Nashin at Bayas. Adorning the end of the hall was a life-size statue of Fakir Chand's guru, Maharashi Shiv Bratlal. After a little rest, I was invited to attend Fakir's morning satsang that was held outside due to the large crowd. The sevadars in charge kindly gave me a chair to sit on, since I was not used to sitting cross-legged. I can never forget Fakir's animated expressions during the satsang. As the crowd was singing shabads, hymns of devotion, Fakir, with his eyes closed, would swing his hands as if conducting a concert. Then, after the completion of the Shabads, Fakir spoke in Hindi about various aspects of Sant Mat. 
Surprisingly, given my limited knowledge of the language, I understood the gist of Fakir Chan's discourse, one which is echoed throughout his writings. When I came to this line as a guru, my eyes were opened. Why? Because those regard me as their master. My image appears to them in their meditation, in their dreams, and even in their state of wakefulness, and guides them, whereas I remain unaware of all this. A lady sent me a letter, stating that she was having a bath in a river in Kashmir. Suddenly, she records, a wave of water came and took her away for ten or fifteen yards. She writes that when she was drowning, I appeared there, caught her hand, and brought her out of the river and said, You have yet to do a lot of work. She has written to me, so as to know what work she is to do. Now neither did I go there to save her, nor did I tell her that she has yet to do a lot of work. This is the secret.